In this podcast, Pamela Barty, a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and developer of a $100 million real estate empire, will share her inspiring underdog comeback story. And along with those of her guests, she'll share how you too, as an underdog, can rise up and succeed against all odds. Here's your host, Pamela Barty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Underdog. Today, I have an incredible guest here with me. Christine, how are you? Super, super good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here all the way from Panama, which is so yeah. amazing. <laughs> so amazing. No, thank you so much. It's truly an honor to have you, Christine. You have such an amazing story and you're just an amazing person. So I'm excited to dig into your story a little bit and go from there. So I'm going to start you with the best question, which I love so much of what inspired you on your journey to where you are today? I think my mom, when every time that someone asks me, who is your person? I have two answers. One is my mom and the other one is my husband. And my mom is because she always took care of stuff. She was always so hands-on. Besides, she now that I'm a grown-up, I know that she was so afraid sometimes and very scared. But she never let that stop her from giving us opportunities and expanding our horizons. I have two siblings. Uh, one older and one younger. So I'm in the, I'm the jam of the sandwich. And she was always giving us experiences with all the limitations or the economic situation. But yeah, she's the one that inspired me to grow, to be myself, to not be afraid to be myself. And my husband is like the best support group that you could ever have. You know, it's like my best cheerleader and my two kids. Oh, that's wonderful. Two very important people in your life, which is absolutely incredible. Now, question for you. What did you want to be when you grew up as a kid? What What did you want to be? <laughs> that has a very interesting answer because I wanted to be a soccer player. Really? I wanted to be a professional soccer player. I love soccer. I still play with other moms from school. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to be a soccer player. But then life happens and, and you start growing. And all the tests was, you're so good in math. And you should study engineering. So I'm an engineer. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah, if you're good at math, then why not? Engineering's the yeah. way to go. You the most amount of money there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So walk me through your educational background a little bit too. That would be awesome to to hear about because I know you're and you've always been in Panama, right? You've always been based there. Or did no, you actually? I'm from Venezuela. Ah, I, okay. I, I was born in yeah. I was born in Venezuela, and I'm first generation there. My parents are from Argentina and my mom is first generation in Argentina because my grandma was from Sweden and my grandpa was from Hungary. So we are a family of first generations and now my kids are from Panama. So I was born and raised in Venezuela, in Caracas, the capital city. And I went to school to a very different school. It was a school founded by parents that got tired of the system 
and they founded a school in which you had your own voice and they respect your thoughts and they expand your view of life being a kid. I remember being a jury in a book contest. I remember being in radio shows and in TV shows as a kid because that school was amazing. And I know that a big part of the person that, that I am today is thanks to that different education that I had when I was until sixth grade. Then I went to a traditional school where everyone was like educated the same and there were no differences. But yeah, actually they were aware of left brain, right brain back in the 80s. So it was very wow. trendsetter at the time. And yeah, they There was, it was a very creative school with a lot of experiences. And I remember going to the sidewalk with a book with leaves and trying to identify leaves from the trees and stuff like that, you know? So, and then, well, I graduated very young. I was 16 wow. uh, when I graduated high school. So I got into college, into the university to study engineer. And I just turned 17 when I got into the university. So I was very young and I started production engineer, which is something similar like industrial process engineering. And I get to be into an organization with other students in which we built race cars. And we actually, we went to Michigan to compete. So it was a very big competition. So that was like a highlight for my career to be in that, in that organization. It was called Formula Sai, S-A-E. Formula. It was pretty cool. We learned so many stuff that then as a professional, we got to put into practice and to differentiate ourselves from our peers because of that experience. That's so cool. So you literally built race cars. That was college. Oh, college. Okay. Okay. But yeah. still, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty awesome. You know what I mean? That's something you don't do until you're out in the workforce usually. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You get to understand a lot of the different tasks from building a race car. You know, there's so much to do than the building part because you have to take care of the finance of the team and you have to lead and you have to do the PR and a lot of stuff that are within that huge project. So it was pretty awesome. My brother was there and then I follow his steps and I was, I was in there too. That's incredible. So your brother was there before and then you stepped yeah. in afterwards. Yeah. Incredible. So, and then you finished with an engineering degree. Yeah. 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 And I got to start into the automotive industry, which I worked there for 15 years. All the industries where the car brands were looking for people inside that organization because we were in a higher level of knowledge of what the industry was about. So it was a lot of us that continue in that industry further. Wow. So you were in that industry for 15 years. Yep. Whoa. What were you primarily working on? Were you designing them or? No, no. I was in the, um, since in Venezuela and in Panama, there were no fabrics. So we were in the distribution part. Ah. So I was not in design or, or that, but I was in the distribution part, sales, after sales, uh, with spare parts and designing the dealerships and that kind of stuff. That's so cool. What were some of the companies that you worked with? I worked for Peugeot, that it's a, 
a French brand that is not in the US, but it's in the rest of the world. Yes. And then I worked for Honda, Acura and Honda. That's awesome. Which one was your favorite? <laughs> oh, no, that's that's not a fair question. <laughs> they're, pro- they're probably a very different cars. Very, very they're different. Def- diff- yeah, very different dynamics, very different yeah, it's different culture, you know, with the French and the Japanese, American Japanese, it's different. So each each one of, of those experiences was very rewarding. I learned a lot in the good way and the bad way, but I learned a lot. So yeah, after 15 years, I actually I got laid off because of COVID. And I started a process with Simon Sinek team to find my why, because I always thought that my career was like erratic. It was so different one job from another that it doesn't it didn't make sense for me why I had to change so much mm. from one job to another, you know? I got bored so easily. So I started that journey to understand and to discover my why. And when I did that, everything like fell into place you know it's one of those aha moments that you have in life and I found that my why is to bridge gaps so I was in every crisis in every problem and once that problem was fixed I was looking for another one when you see my career it's like I was you know in processes and then I was marketing manager and then I was facility manager and then I was in after sales with spare parts and service and the technicians and in all those tasks that I was like challenged to be there was a huge crisis or a problem to fix and once I fixed it I was like "Mm, okay so what's next and I wanted something else even though it was something very different that I didn't do before and didn't do before it was I'm not afraid of of challenges Right. And and I, I'm a fast learner, but until last year, I thought that my career was kind of a like a mistake, you know, because it didn't make sense. Right. Right. So what what caused you to feel that why to go searching for it? Like it was just something internally told you, like this is not like yeah. something's gotta change. Yeah, I, I was feeling I wasn't feeling good at the last part of of my job I wasn't feeling that I was contributing to something I wasn't loving Mondays it was not a place that I wanted to be and I didn't understand why you know if I'm I have been here in this industry for 15 years how come is that I have been feeling this way so many times and that question that what do you want to be when you grow up or what's your like ultimate dream or I used to avoid those questions because I didn't have an answer. I just I step into a video of Simon Sinek, those type of videos that shake you up and give you so much curiosity of what's next. So I start digging in deep and and I found that that discover your why. Jumpstart Your Why was the name of the of the course. And I was like, okay, so let's try something very different. And I did that. And, you know, when you start calling to the universe, the things that you really, really want, 
they start showing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Once you start asking those questions, right? What yeah. is my why? And then all of a sudden it starts to. Yeah. 12 years ago, I was certified in um, thinking style models mm. in which I kind of understand what was my thinking style, which is analytic. So I understand facts and figures and I'm very uh, with arguments and um, when things are not the way understanding, which is not logic, I'm going to speak up and I'm going to say what's in my mind, you know, not every time I do it in the right way, but I tell you. So I could understand a lot of myself back then, but there were some missing links, you know. So when I did that, I got to know Olivia Jaras and I did a LinkedIn challenge with her. So I learned a lot about how to regain my confidence, but through LinkedIn, you know, to show myself in a very different way. And then I got into a community that there was a lot of people that following Simon Sinek. So they were all trying to live their why and they were like discovering stuff about themselves. So we are a, a huge community of nearly 60 people from all over the world and we're still together after a year and those have been like different perspectives thanks to this pandemia and this virtuality that I, I didn't have before so those different points of view it expands you even more the way you used to think about things and I realized that I had to change you know, and sometimes you don't make the call. Someone else do that for you. And that was what happened. You know, I got laid off, but it was something that I, I truly wanted, but I was never going to make that decision, to take that step further. And sometimes you get to be the toxic person in the environment when you are not feeling well. It's not the company is toxic. It's that you become toxic. Right, exactly. And it's like, what do you do at that? You know, what do you do at that point, right? When you realize that you're the problem, you're the roadblock, right? But what's cool is COVID has done a lot of negative, but it's also done a lot of positive looking back on it, right? Because would you have made these steps and would you have created these networks if you weren't laid off? Would you like no. your job or whatever? No, right? No, no, I wouldn't. And, and actually, I don't say this, I take care of who am I saying this, but this whole situation has been a blessing for me. It's been tough. It's been tough, you know, because getting laid off is not easy. I acknowledge that you don't have that stability, you know, that it's not stability because last year showed us that there is no stability in the corporate world either way. But when, when you realize all the stuff, it's not easy. But I have spent so many precious minutes with my kids that they are here. Virtual school has been a challenge. Thanks to my husband, this is a system that it's working here in this house because he's taking care of many things here. But I was like a dropping drop-off mom because I used to take my kids to school and then I went to work and then I got hit home by 6.30, 7 p.m., so there was a lot of things that I was missing. Right. So thanks to this, I'm experiencing, I'm, I'm seeing them grow and they have grown so much in this almost year and a half, you know. So 
it's been incredible for me. It's been a, every day I'm, I'm learning something, you know, and there's upside downs and peaks and valleys and, and you get to doubt yourself. Yes. When you are on your own and working as a freelance and consultant and, and trying to get your own business to work, but every day is a, a new thing to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in that program that you did, how did you realize your why? So like, say somebody's listening right now who is like, I'm struggling to find my purpose. Like, how were you able to find that? Like, what were some of the steps you took? Well, it was so amazing for me that in two hours, you could finish that course with a draft of your why that I actually use that methodology to help people find their why and it's all about your stories is you gather stories and you tell stories tell stories about your you know when you start remembering things when you were a kid the best thing that you enjoy while working people that inspire you and you start telling those stories there's a pattern that comes you know you need someone else's perspective to understand the pattern because doing this by your own is very hard because we are the worst criticist of ourselves so we are always inside our mind so we need someone else to to start looking those silver linings you know the positive side inside all those stories and you start seeing a pattern a pattern of superpowers and a power and and a pattern of impacts that you want to achieve and always with a question that why you like what you like to do and why you enjoy that and what for what is it that you want to achieve what is it that you want to people to feel to to gain to achieve or and when you start doing those questions answers start follow and flow you know and you, you take notes of all of that and then you have like this superpower this contribution and this impact and there's your first draft and within two hours it's amazing how many superpowers and impacts you can write about someone with these stories that's incredible that's incredible so you basically took a course and it literally drafted your one that's amazing What a tool. And so now question for you, what is your why? What have you identified and what's your, what's your purpose? Yeah. My why is to bridge gaps so that we can be ourselves and flourish every day. And I figured that every time that I was fixing a problem, being in a crisis to mitigate that crisis, I also took care of everyone that was around me, my team, things like this person is doing a job that takes like four days of the month to do that report of whatever. I want to make it simple. So I try to figure how to make things simple so that person could gain time and gain quality in his life and, and release stress. So everyone around me was getting better. You know, I tried to make them better to understand what they were going through you know there was a saying before that you know whatever you're carrying from in your backpack in your family whatever problem you have to leave it outside the door that's not a reality you are one person 
in your personal life and in your professional life. And as a leader, you need to understand that that person, what's going on in that head, in that mind, in that heart, you know? So I was always taking care of people. So that's how I discovered that. That was not my first draft. <laughs> it took me like two other two other months to refine that and and meeting with other people to tell my stories and refine it. But yeah, that's my biggest superpower. It's it's to bridge gaps, connect people with solutions, and to get things closer and and to fix things. <laughs> Amazing! I love that. I love that so much. Well, because now you're in the coaching space now. Yeah. Yeah, you- I'm a I'm a purpose coach. Purpose I, I- coach. I love it. That's even better. Purpose coach. That's so cool because you think about it, right? Like two years ago, would you ever envision yourself in this space? Never, ever, ever. <laughs> Never. Because it's tough, right? When you first start a business as well, something totally different than what you were doing before. You know, what have been some things that have, that are helping you right now or have helped you in order to start to build your book of business and become, you know, basically taking a business off the ground because that's what you're doing. You were basically thrown into entrepreneurship now. Now that you found your why, you're like, purpose coach, awesome. But it takes time. Yeah, and since I'm a, I, I bridge gaps and I know that I cannot be just doing one thing, I'm not just with my business. I'm also a consultant and I work in, in talent development and with uh, business management and other stuff. But in my business, I think that curiosity is like the first element. And that's always been within me. Being curious and try to figure things. I know I lack that origin feeling of asking help. And that's something that I'm working on yeah. because I have always do stuff by my own and try to figure things you know first it's something with I don't know if it's pride ego or fear or I don't know what but I know that I I'm, I'm struggling with that because I I'm not the person who asked for help so I just understanding that to run a business you need someone to help you with things so you can be in your zone, you know, to play in your zone and to do the things that you're good at and the other stuff that you're not so good, you have to delegate that. So I'm working on it. I'm I'm a work in progress on that. But curiosity, I think, is one of the first elements that you need just to, to get yourself out of the hamster wheel and start watching and seeing things in a different perspective. I think that's one of the main things that had helped me and determination. I'm very stubborn. So when I put something in the table, I know that I have to change the strategy, but don't change the goal. Right. Amen. I love that. I love your journey and sort of where things are headed and like what's happening in your world in the next six to 12 months, what's going to be new and coming up. Oh, so I have ideas for two books. Nice. One one is with my partners in one of the consultant companies that we want to write a book about leadership, but in a different 
perspective, you know, with uh, a lot of research that we have been doing. And so I have those two ideas of books. There are, I know that this is going to be awesome, that journey. I want to build my business in a way that it's more on demand. So people can, can, can have those courses without me being live all the time because I know that time is so precious and the agendas of everyone are getting crazier every day. So, you know, to be in one place, everyone at the same time, it's getting harder every time. So I want to make things easier. So I'm starting to plan some recordings that I want to do so I can put my courses and so people can have that whatever they want and to continue my my journey as a consultant because it's for me that I need to, to switch from different things the consultant world is amazing for that because you get to work in different industries you get to meet different people and, and you get challenged every day so that's why I'm working with two different consultant companies and not just one <laughs> so I can get more of that so yeah I see myself here working from home and and having my own time and managing my agenda and, and enjoying with my kids. And if I want to go to the beach on, a, I don't know, a Wednesday, we can go to the beach on a Wednesday. You know, it's, it's something that we are aiming to do. That's incredible. That's incredible. And I know you're going to get there because look how far you've come in such short time already. So I'm so excited for you, Christine. That's amazing. Yeah. And something else that it's been helpful, I got certified by an initiative from Google that it's called I Am Remarkable. Mm. So I get to facilitate those workshops now. And it's a very cool initiative that it's been like five years, I think now, since it started. And it helps people to understand and and to practice the skill of self-promotion and I know that it can sound like easy but it's not sometimes it's easier to see what everyone else is doing than what you have accomplished yourself so I get to teach this and it's I'm very excited about this because it's all about diversity and how Women and underrepresented groups have struggled with self-promotion and how this impact the corporate world, the revenues in the companies. And, and when you do that switch, how people start to feeling so, so welcome, being like, you know, more life quality, they start growing in their careers. So there's a lot of positive change when you start exercising that muscle of self-promotion another stuff that came into my my world and and stuck with me so I hope to contribute with that initiative as much as I can this is a non-profit workshop so but it's a it's a good way to to get into companies that you know everyone needs this this is a message for everyone so and even for myself you know to not forget everything that I have done and to acknowledge that if it's a fact is not bragging. Exactly. I love it. I love your mission of bridging the gap and that's how what you intend to do. And you're just gonna, 
I just see you like a year from now, just absolutely taking off and you're, you'll train your own coaches too. And it's just, it's going to be awesome. You're going to, you're going to take off and do absolutely amazing. You already are. And I just think it's just going to keep growing and keep going, which is so exciting. And now I'm going to ask you my final and most favorite question, which is, well, what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now? Never be afraid of being you because I got lost in the way. And because of that, I pay the price. I call that to pay the price of not knowing yourself. And I lost my hearing, actually. Mm. I suffer from sudden death because of not listening to myself and being true to myself. So I think that will be my message for my younger self. You know, never, never, never compromise what you feel is right for anyone. Don't let anyone tell you what you are worth because that comes with a price. And I already pay it. So I'm sending this message to everyone that it's somehow hesitating about what they are worth or they know or what their value is and be true to yourself. And there's no losing in that. Amen. I love that. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I mean, it's not easy, right? When, and and you know, when you're not where you're supposed to be, because you can feel it inside your whole body. It's telling you this is not right. And sometimes I, you know, and I have friends who tell me this, who are healers and they're like, Pam, if you don't listen to your, your higher self, right? Yourself, Mm -hmm. you, it will manifest into parts of the body. Like you said, you're hearing, which is crazy. By not listening, you literally lost your hearing, which is crazy. But this is what the mind and the body can do. When you're disconnected from your purpose, that's exactly what happens, which is nuts to think about. People are like, wow, you're so spiritual. You're so, and I'm like, no, it's energy, right? It's simple energy. And if you're not listening to your internal self, it's going to like keep giving off the red flags. Like you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> you're supposed yeah. to be there, but you are there. <laughs> right. And yeah. so your body's trying to be like, give you the red flags, like listen. And you, then you just don't listen. And then they force yeah. you to listen. <laughs> then they force you to listen, you know? Exactly. That That's right. It's just like that. And I was not listening. And so if everyone that it's out there, and even if you're pretty young, Just recognize all the stuff that are good in yourself and live it because that way, that's the true wealth. You know, it's not about money. It's about like inner peace. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wealth is truly time, right? Money is money. It's always going to keep going. There's always going to be work. There's always going to be these things, but like, do you have time or do you have money? Which one equals wealth more? And right? do you have health to enjoy that life that you are building? So, yeah. I mean, I imagine a world in which people love Mondays mm-hmm. because they love what they do and they are kind to each other. I think that most of the times we are not being kind because there's something that it's not working within us. So I want to work with schools. You know, if we can get our workforce in a few years to be happier imagine the world that we are going to have so if i can get all those teens kids to understand their purpose to understand their talents their superpowers 
Imagine that the career choice they're going to make is going to be aligned with their true self. So that's the world I imagine. Amen, Christine. You are amazing. You are amazing. Thank you so much for all of that. And now you've got to let everyone know where to find you online and connect with you and your awesomeness. You can find me on, on social media in To Bridge Gaps. It's my account and my social media alias. I have a website, tobridgegaps.com too. My main audience, it's in Spanish right now, but I'm thinking further. So I'm actually doing some things to to bring this message in, into English. So there will be more teens, more people, more parents being more aware of what their kids can be and what they are modeling to their kids by not loving their jobs or not being good in, in what they're doing. So that's where I'm working. So to Bridge Gaps, you can find me in LinkedIn. It's to Bridge Gaps too, or Christine Moore. Let's go with a K. You're amazing. Christine, thank you so much for being here today. So honored to have you. And thank you just so much for everything. And I can't wait to see what you do in the future, my friend. Thank you, Pamela. The only dream that I've been chasing is my own. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day with Pamela herself in Boston, Massachusetts. Be sure to go to theunderdogshow.com and pick up a copy of Pamela's free gift. And join us on the next episode. <laughs>